You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is another week, everybody. We welcome you into Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network on this Monday, February the 21st. Happy President's Day, everybody. In a Tuesday, February 22nd, Matt Derry with you on the Locked On Podcast Network talking Detroit Lions as we get ready for the Combine coming up, free agency soon, the draft, and another week of shows. And we thank you for listening and making us your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming up on the show today, hmm, hmm. I just read Rod Wood's letter to the season ticket holders again. It sounds very familiar. I'll explain coming up momentarily. Also, many of you are tweeting to me at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, about the number two pick, and should the Lions go after Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame? All right, Hamilton. Um, I have thoughts on that, too. We'll get into that here momentarily on the show as well on Lockdown Lions. And something you thought I thought I would never see in sports, we saw yesterday. What would happen if that happened in the NFL? Seriously, what would happen if that happened in the NFL? All of that today on Locked On Lions. Again, on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. Follow us uh, at Locked On Lions as well, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Uh, we're tracking down a couple of fresh new guests for this week. That's all I will say. So we are working on that. We appreciate you listening and joining us. All right, so Rod Wood is back in the news the Lions uh, president uh, of, of course, business operations, but yet he's team president. And I, I've said many times um, on this very podcast that I think Rod Wood is it's sometimes in the way too much and should have nothing to do with football. Yet there he is hanging around football. Do I think Rod Wood is making football decisions? No. Do I think in the past he had his hand in some, in some things? Yes. And that's always been the Lions' way. And it's one of the reasons why this organization has struggled over the last few years. They're getting the benefit of the doubt from me now because I truly believe Brad Holmes and his staff, Dan Campbell and his staff, ha- have put ownership on this operation and are doing a nice job. So um, I'll leave it at that. Anyway, Team President Rod Wood wrote a letter to season ticket holders at the end of last week. Quote, as we prepare for the 2022 23 season. I want to acknowledge where we are as an organization. We understand that our results last season weren't good enough. And I speak for everyone at the Lions when I tell you that we are committed to being better on and off the field. The last year has confirmed for the entire organization that we have the right people in place to achieve our goal of creating sustained success in Detroit. The work that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have done to create a plan for the future of this team is evident every day in our building. The work we did this year to establish a culture of collaboration, grit, and resilience will serve as a foundation for where we are headed. End quote. There you go. Rod Wood from the other day. And it, it, it started making me think a little bit. Like, where have I heard this before? 
right people in place, right? You know this. This is you know this is uh, this is the right people in place. Well, <laughs> after the 2018 season, Rod Wood wrote the following to season ticket holders. A year ago, we introduced Matt Patricia as our new head coach and began a transition that will shape the Lions for years to come. In 2018, our win-loss record did not meet the expectations of the Ford family, our entire staff, and our fans. Nonetheless, I wholeheartedly believe in the direction of our football team. Right? Wood in his letter continued... Physical toughness on offense helped the Lions establish a competitive running game for the first time in many years and a versatile defense that improved as well. As we build our formidable defense, we welcome new offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, blah, blah, blah. Both are well-respected throughout the NFL. Strong additions to Coach Patricia's staff. The experience and pedigree of our coaching staff will be vital this offseason as we develop young players and add veterans in free agency. Sounds very familiar, doesn't it? To the 2018 letter. Uh-oh. Oh, no. No, no, he didn't. Uh-oh. <laughs> what about the letter to season ticket holders toward the end of the 2019 season? Our 2019 season has not gone as anticipated by anyone in our organization. Our team has played hard and well enough to be very competitive. It has been well documented that we are one of only three teams to have held the lead in each of our first 12 games. Blah, blah, blah. The record's disappointing. But as we evaluate the season, we look beyond just our record. We're striving to build a team with a strong foundation of high-character players and coaches that is physically and mentally tough. We see this Sign a foundation in our team's toughness. <laughs> we also believe that the most successful teams in our league have a long-term plan, stability, and leadership, and exhibit patience to follow their plan. To that end, we are committed to year three of Coach Patricia's plan. To be clear, our expectation is for the Lions to be a playoff contender in 2020. I mean, I could go on and on. Can we stop hearing from Rod Wood? Like, can, can the Lions season ticket holders get a letter from Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell? This guy uses the same language every freaking year. Now, you're going to go, oh, Derry, you're nitpicking, and this is so unfair. No, it's not. He's using the word foundation. He used it in 2018, 2019, and now again in 2021. This year, the work we did this year to establish a culture of collaboration, grit, and resilience will serve as a foundation for where we're headed. But wait a minute, uh, numb nuts! Didn't you say foundation two years ago? I'm not believing a word this guy has to say. I want the letter to come from Holmes and Campbell. Those are the guys that are going to tell me something. Seriously. And I hate to start off the week on this note, but I, I, I was reading this thing going, I've heard this before. I've heard this before. It's the same comments and season ticket holders from the Patricia era. And it says a lot of the same shit. Excuse my language. Stop. Stop with your letters. Commend the Lions. 
on not upping season ticket prices. But they can't. The team stunk, won three games, and the schedule for this year, outside of Seattle coming in and Green Bay, if Rodgers is there, is awful. No one's going to buy tickets to see the Commanders or the Eagles or the Dolphins. Maybe the Bills, too. Buffalo's not bad. Seattle's pretty cool if Wilson's there. But if he's not, that's a rebuild. This is not a home schedule that features Pittsburgh or the New York teams or New England or Dallas or the Rams or San Francisco or Tom Brady on any whatever team he's on. Maybe he's on the Niners this year. There's already speculation. The Ravens aren't coming in. Joe Burrow and the Bengals aren't coming in. They were here this year. Can't up season ticket prices if the team's no good. Second year of a rebuild and the schedule's not that appealing. But we're building a foundation. You said that two years ago and three years ago in your letter. Give me something different. We have the right people in place to create sustained success. You said that two years ago. And those people destroyed this franchise. And Rod, you oversaw it. Now, I'm going to say this again. Campbell and Holmes have done okay so far. Another draft for Brad is huge. Dan Campbell's got guys bought in. You've got Jason Cabinda staying. And I'm not saying he's some great shakes. He's a fullback. But still, you have players that are bought in. Players that want to stay. Players that are raving about Dan Campbell. Jalen Reeves-Maven was at the Senior Bowl sitting with the coaches. He's a free agent. But he wants to come back. He wants to be a part of this. Everybody I talked to at Mobile said, oh my gosh, it was a 180 dealing with the Lions now than it was in the past having to deal with arrogant Quinn and Patricia. That those guys made it harder and worse on the staff. At the Senior Bowl. And that the Lions were a joy. Not every practice was perfect. Not everybody loved every practice they ran, but that's that's everybody bitching. That's how that's what happens. But <laughs> as Jeff Risden wrote at the Lions Wire, to quote the band Rush, show me, don't tell me. Exactly. We've got to see some improvement this year. Not talking playoffs, but let's win some more football games. Let's move up the ladder. Let's see some creativity in the draft and free agency. Speaking of the draft, many of you are throwing a name at me, and it's time that I address it. And we will do that when we come back. Coming up next. Built Bar Baby, we're in the month of February, and it's just, I mean, come on. Doesn't get any better than a Built Bar. Start your day as a snack during the middle of the day, and instead of a candy bar, you're eating a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Have you tried the Built Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're like a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Try the yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. Unbelievable. And they're low in calories. Most Built Bars are 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That is it. Amazing. Go to the website, try them out for yourself at built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
All right, so I continue to hear from Lions fans, Lions fans at uh, Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. Uh, Mama's Boy hit me up today, just another example, uh, at Best Goalie Mask, Mama's Boy. And he wrote to me and he said, wondering why no one is talking Kyle Hamilton at two. Lions need a safety and the drop-off after Hamilton is much more severe than the drop-off at edge rusher. You can still find a good edge rusher at 32 and 34. This is probably the fifth or sixth um, tweet I've gotten in the last two weeks about Kyle Hamilton. First of all, Kyle Hamilton, if you watch Notre Dame play this year, is a really good ball-hawking safety and is definitely a top 5-10 to pick in the draft. Again, I'm not going to be some expert and tell you I'm Dane Brugler or Todd McShay or Jordan Reed or Mel Kuyper, but I think Kyle Hamilton is good, real good. He's excellent. And so I looked it up today. Uh, uh, I actually went to Brugler's big board uh, from last week, Dane Brugler, who covers the NFL draft for The Athletic. And on his big board of top 100 players, he has Kyle Hamilton fifth behind Kayvon Thibodeau at four, Evan Neal, the offensive tackle, at two at three, uh, Ikem Ikwanu, the um, tackle from NC State, and Aiden Hutchinson, number one. And this is not mock draft. This is just big board. Who are the top players in order? And Brugler writes at The Athletic about Kyle Hamilton, quote, a long, supersized safety. Hamilton has the explosive range, smarts, and toughness to be deployed anywhere on the football field. He anticipates well versus both the pass and run and shows the ball skills and tackling balance to be a consistent finisher. Hopefully he lands in a defensive scheme that understands how to best maximize his talent because Hamilton can be a diverse matchup weapon thanks to his rare skill set, end quote. And I'm looking on this big board for more safeties, and it's like you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you keep scrolling, you scroll, you keep scrolling. And remember, I'm still going. Oh, Daxton Hill, 23. Okay, there you go. So there's a drop-off from 5 to 23. There is no reason the Lions couldn't get, possibly, Dax Hill from Michigan at 32 or 34. But it depends how much they like Kyle Hamilton. I love Kyle Hamilton. I've said it on this show for weeks, months. That dude's a stud. And I watched him at Notre Dame, and I watched the Lions safeties. The Lions safeties right now are Tracy Walker, free agent, Dean Marlowe, free agent, Will Harris, not a starting safety in this league. Um, uh, who else am I forgetting? Jalen Elliott, or is he a cornerback? I mean, the Lions don't have a lot of depth at safety. There's, there's no safeties. I mean, Tracy Walker, yes, if the Lions want to bring him back. And if he doesn't cost an arm and a leg. But let's be honest here. He's not that good. I mean, he's good. Tracy Walker's decent. He's Lions good. But he's not a great safety. Oh, C.J. Moore, excuse me. Brady Breeze, who was brought on at the end of the year. Jalen Elliott, who, yes, can play some corner and some safety, but he's a special teams player. There's nothing, okay? Nothing. I think the Lions need... Tracy Walker back at a decent price because he started to come on and play better in the second half. I would move Will Harris to cornerback. You can never have enough corners, right? You're going to need corners next year. Okuda, Melifonwu, uh, 
um, Jerry Jacobs, A.J. Parker, maybe Will Harris, Bobby Price, maybe you draft another one. You always, you never have enough, never have enough corners. But this team does need a ball hawking safety. But the question is, would you take Kyle Hamilton at number two? Would he make as big of a splash as Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, who can just wreck a game? You want a game wrecker at number two. That's why last week on this podcast I said you can't take a quarterback from this class at number two because they don't affect the game enough. Can't draft. Oh, yeah, we love um, um, uh, Malik Willis so much we're going to draft him at two. But, oh, yeah, he's going to sit a year while we play Jared Goff. No, if you draft a quarterback at number two, he has to play. This is not you know 2010 or 2003 anymore. Well, are we going to... Help him hold a clipboard and learn. No, not at two. Whoever plays it, whoever gets drafted at number two has to be an impact player. And Hutchinson and Thibodeau are high-impact guys. High-impact players. Is Kyle Hamilton that good? But everybody's talking about, hey, listen, should we take him at two? I'll be interested in seeing what happens at the Combine. I'll be interested in seeing what happens at the Pro Day. And if numbers jump off the page, you know, but I don't know if I'm taking Kyle Hamilton at two, but again, on the Brugler big board, he is fifth overall and he's right after Thibodeau. So I'm mixed on this. Do I sound like I'm sitting on the fence? What would you do? Would you land? Would you put Kyle Hamilton at number, at number two and let him work with Aubrey Pleasant? And Aaron Glenn. See, that's another factor that we never factor in in the past that we're doing now. The Lions actually have a really good coaching staff. I'm still not sold on Dan Campbell as a head coach yet. I need to see more. But his staff has started to develop players. We saw improvement in the secondary last year. We saw Jacobs take a step forward and Walker and some others. And maybe getting Aubrey Pleasant's Hands and fingertips on Kyle Hamilton. I'm not ruling it out, but a lot of you want that. All right, we saw something in sports yesterday that if we saw in the NFL would really be cause for concern. And I'll explain that coming up next. Uh, Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, you got to go to betonline.net. It is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. We got tons of college hoops here on a Monday night. Syracuse and Georgia Tech, Indiana and Ohio State, among others. You want to put some money down, you can do so at betonline.net. They remain the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. At BetOnline, it is where? The game starts. All right, who saw the Michigan basketball game yesterday? At the end of the game, it got really ugly between Jawan Howard and Greg Gard, the head coach of Wisconsin. Jawan acted like a total buffoon and lunatic and actually open-handed slapped in the head one of the assistant coaches for Wisconsin. It got out of hand. Punches were thrown. It was bad news. And now that's all anybody is talking about today. 
And the question is, when's Jawan going to apologize? What's the suspension going to be? Should he be fired? First of all, I can tell you right now, for my people that I know at the University of Michigan, Jawan Howard is not getting fired. He's not getting fired. They love him down there. But think about this for a second. What if that happened in the National Football League? Now, I know what you're going to say. Well, it sort of did. Years ago, Jim Schwartz, Jimmy Handshake Schwartz, got into it with um, fellow Michigan lunatic Jim Harbaugh. And uh, those two you know, had to be restrained, and there was the whole shoving thing. And it was a lot of pushing and shoving, but not really punches thrown. But imagine a, a, a coach slapping or hitting or punching another coach and I'm not talking about Kevin Gilbride and Buddy Ryan on the same sideline. Was that Houston, I think? Uh, years ago. Look that up. Buddy Ryan, Kevin Gilbride. They were fighting with each other. But I'm talking about an actual fight between coaches in the NFL. The league would step in and, and, and fix that so fast, you wouldn't even believe it. That's because it wouldn't happen. People are saying, get rid of the handshake line. That's ridiculous. No, I love the sportsmanship. That's a great thing about college basketball. It's a great thing about the NHL playoffs, the handshake line at the end. I like it in the NFL. Coaches meet at half field and shake hands. Players, for the most part, meet at half field and shake hands. Two quarterbacks always shake hands, unless you're Tom Brady who on occasion runs away. This would never happen in the NFL. The league has this down pat so much. And what happened yesterday between uh, Juwan Howard and Michigan and Wisconsin was flat-out gross. And Juwan should be probably suspended for the rest of the season or at least the rest of the regular season. He hasn't apologized yet. We're recording this at 4.30 here on Monday. Uh, Michigan apologized. But imagine that happening in the NFL and what the discussion would be. It's already getting a lot of talk. But just imagine what if it happened in the National Football League and how elevated that sport is in everybody's mind and in everybody's eyes. It just wouldn't. The coaches know better. There are plenty of coaches that don't get along with other coaches. There's been coaches that have pointed at other coaches. You know, Harbaugh and um, Pete Carroll had their issues when uh, Pete was at USC and Harbaugh was at Stanford. You know, there are coaches that don't get along. There are Cold fish handshakes, but a full out stand there and slap another coach? No way that would ever happen in the National Football League. They've got that so down and they've got that security so tight, it just wouldn't. Thanks for making us your first listen here on Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Back again tomorrow.